Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rep Chats, the podcast of Nashville Repertory Theater. I'm Micah Shane Brewer. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, I'm so excited about this show because Megan Murphy Chambers is back. And when Megan Murphy Chambers is in the room, uh, you have a great time. So (laughs) I am happy to talk with her about The Cake, which is playing right now through October the 30th at Tennessee Performing Arts Center's Johnson Theater. Uh, I had a wonderful chat with Megan about her character and about the show and her process as as an actor. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation a lot. Uh, If you haven't got your tickets yet, you only have a few more chances to see it. So head on over to NashvilleRep.org and get your tickets today. Also, just as a reminder, the Ingram New Works Festival will be on November the 3rd and 4th at TPAC. Uh, More information about that is also on our website. So check it out. I'll be right back with my interview with Megan. Stay tuned. Well, it is Friday, October the 21st. If you're listening to this, it is opening night of The Cake. Yay! And I am so excited to have MMC, otherwise known as Megan Murphy Chambers, back on the podcast. Welcome back, Megan. Thank you for having me. I am delighted that we have crossed the finish line and we are here. We're here. Yes. We're here. And, and, and for you to be here on opening day. It is my pleasure. And I feel like last night felt a little bit like opening. We had our preview. Yeah. And so some of those like initial jitters and final questions and things uh, got got dispelled last night and yeah. we had a wonderful preview and we are more than ready for our audience tonight. We can't wait. So for our listeners, as an actor, what what is it about getting an audience for the first time that helps you? Oh man, I feel like you can read a script sitting alone on your couch a hundred times and think that you understand it and think that you you know, know what the roller coaster is going to feel like and the ebb and flow and how you want to interpret things and that is all well and good. And same with rehearsal. You can fine-tune every last word of it, but until that feedback loop is closed, mm-hmm. it none of it really means anything. You can prepare as much as you like, but until there are warm bodies in those yeah. seats, engaging with you, laughing, crying, hopefully responding in some emotional way, you kind of don't know anything about your show yeah. yet. Yeah. And so having, what was it, 40 or 50 people there? Mm-hmm. Last night for our invited dress was so informative and so affirming because we had things that we were hoping would get good laughs or Mm -hmm. hoping would be, you know, a little heartbreaking or heartwarming for that matter. Mm -hmm. And we we learned a lot. It was so energizing and so fun. Good. Good. Now, do you... uh... When, when you do get that information from an audience, are there things that you will adjust tonight based on that? There were a couple of spots, that, and I can only speak for myself, where we got laughs that I didn't necessarily anticipate, mm. which is the best problem in the world yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, but I try not to assume anything about how it's going to go and instead just like surf the wave. Mm-hmm. When possible, but yes, we we were doing notes after the show last night, and there were a couple of spots where we all sort of collectively agreed, ah, yes, like this seems to be 
we learned something yeah. and it's less of a fix than it is just like a little nuanced kind of adjustment, which is the most helpful thing in the world going into when like the paying customers <laughs> are there. So yeah, occasionally, yes, we make adjustments, but for the most part, I try to just go in as loose and nimble as I can and ride the wave. Yeah. Yeah. So at the, on the last podcast, uh, Lauren was on talking about the show and told our listeners a little bit about the cake. She's so brilliant. Oh my she's, God. She's, well, she's so fantastic. brilliant. And you know, she's such a nice person too, mm-hmm. which makes it even better mm-hmm. to work with Lauren, right? Yeah, she's the best. Tell us uh, about your character in particular and how, uh, and how Della fits into the story. Yeah. Okay. Della is a baker who lives in Winston, North Carolina. She is a person who has had a fairly boxed-in kind of life. I feel like she has spent most of her days surrounded by people who look like she looks Mm -hmm. and think like she thinks and hasn't had a lot of reason to push her own boundaries. And her life has gotten kind of small because of that, which is not to say that it's an unhappy life, but it's just kind of a small life. Mm -hmm. And... When things sort of get blown up by the return of her beloved, you know, almost daughter to town with this huge news that she has, she is suddenly asking herself a million questions that she has never had a good reason to ask before. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the way that it's written is that it could just be about the central story about do I or do I not make a wedding cake for this lesbian couple? And instead, the ripple effects from that one piece of news and how she is gauging every other part of her life is so brilliant and I think it's so correct. Mm-hmm. Just, it could just be about a cake and instead it's about kind of every relationship in this woman's life. I love it. Yeah, and, and you handle that so beautifully in the show. Oh, thank I mean, you. Just the, because it isn't about just that one issue, right? No. You see her start to question... This about her life and that about her life. Yes. Her business, her marriage, uh, her infertility, Mm -hmm. her, like her community, it's, it becomes so much bigger. And one of my favorite things about the show, and I don't think this is a spoiler and if it is, we can cut it out, is that Mm -hmm. it doesn't wrap up neatly and life doesn't either. It's like this perfect 90-minute encapsulation of what a crisis looks like Mm -hmm. for a normal, everyday person. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. When you play a character like Della, and I would would assume that Della is very much not like Megan Murphy Chambers, right? In in a lot of ways, (laughs) no. We have some similarities, but fundamentally, Mm -hmm. she is, she does not resonate with me, but she's social, She's uh, kind of vivacious, uh, she's outgoing, uh, she's loving, and I like to think that I'm all of those things, but uh, our core values are quite different. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you tackle a role like that when your core values are so different than the character you're, you're yeah. portraying on stage? Yeah, for me the key is to never ever, even though I disagree with her in a million ways, the key is to never ever consider her a villain, mm-hmm. consider her the bad guy, because she's not, and particularly in her own story, she is doing things that just feel right, that she firmly believes. Um, It's been 
easier than I thought it was going to be, mainly down to Lauren, the rest of the cast. Like, it's it's been so rewarding, challenging, but really, really rewarding to jump in there with mm-hmm. these people that I trust so completely and that make it a space that's so easy to become vulnerable in mm-hmm. and try things and sort of, you know, throw the proverbial spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. So I felt really safe kind of taking big swings. What I found fascinating is, you know, I'd spent a lot of time with the script before the first day of rehearsal and, of course, found it really affecting. But the first time that I said some of the words that I say to the faces of these people that I love, Mm -hmm. I was gutted. Mm. It changes everything when you are suddenly saying these things that feel, to me, Megan, wrong and cruel and unfair and hurtful to the faces of, you know, these girls that I love. And so I knew immediately that this was going to be a big swing. Yeah. Um, but I've known plenty of Della's. I'm related to some Della's. I have worked with Della's. I've been neighbors with Della's. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of whom I think are good people. But being a good person is is not quite enough as yeah. far as I'm concerned. You can be good all day, but I think you have to you have to behave mm-hmm. like a good person mm-hmm. too. Yeah. What's What's interesting about the play, and, and you you mentioned this earlier, is there there are no villains in, in right. the story, right? Right. I mean, we, there are there are two different opposing views in the show, and a couple of people who are caught in the middle of those opposing views, right? Yeah. And, and and so when you're when you have a piece like this, you're you're asking questions to the audience for them to examine their own lives. Yes. You know, even for me, and I'm I'm just like you. I have Della's in my life. I have Tim's in my life. I know people who believe a certain way, and they're good people. But but like you said, just because they're good people, that doesn't mean they're right. Right. right? And so right. being able to examine that as a as a theater goer, I love pieces like this. Me you too. know, I, I think of. Um, Another piece that this reminds me of is doubt. Yes. You know, where where there is no final answer nope. to the show, right? Nope. And I would so much rather watch a piece of theater that I want to talk about in the car on the way home yeah. that I find myself thinking about a week later, a month later. Uh, they're my favorite kind of shows to recommend to other people to go mm-hmm. see because I want to hash it out. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those. Uh and it's structured so brilliantly because we have every reason in the world right off the you know, right off the bat with the show, if I'm doing my job, for people to like Della. Yeah. Like she's charming, she's fun, she's delightful, and I think it's such a the turn that it takes mm-hmm. is so cool. And I think it's gonna be fascinating night by night to watch how Nashville audiences mm-hmm. resonate with it. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And my hope is that anyone who steps out the door afterwards is asking themselves some questions that they might not have been thinking about on yeah. the way in. That's that's the ultimate goal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you a baker? Okay. I am <laughs> more of a cook okay. than a baker. Yeah. Uh, one fundamental thing about Della is that she loves having directions and instructions Mm -hmm. and specific rules Mm -hmm. with what she makes and that's why it turns out perfectly because you follow the rules and things turn out perfectly 
Haha. <laughs> I love to cook. And I love to use the recipe as a guideline. <laughs> like, I, I follow them to make sure that I don't give anybody food poisoning with, like, undercooked meat. But sure. aside from that, it's all just suggestions. So, so. so you just open up the cabinet and, and pour in, you know, this spice, that spice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you experiment. Correct. And as far as I'm concerned, there has never been a recipe that actually puts in enough onion or garlic. So just count on tripling that pretty much every time. So yeah, I like to bake, but in the kitchen I would prefer to be a little more experimental gotcha. than baking allows. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you a baker? Um, you know, I'm not a baker, but the other day I had to bake. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. You sure did. And it turned out beautifully. It, it, you know, it was okay. It, 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 it tasted fine. It didn't look very good, but it served a purpose for a that's okay. A doofer, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, presentation is wonderful, but I would much rather have something taste delicious than be on a plate looking sure. spectacular. So you won. Sure, but Della's stuff has to look good, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, what, what what's another challenge of, of this show? I mean, you, you talk about the character, but is there a specific, like... Um, um, thing that you do in the show where you're like, okay, so I, this has to be perfect or I have to make sure that I hit this mark for this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the most prop and business heavy shows I have ever done. Mm -hmm. Della is sort of always, almost always, carrying something, mixing something, plating something. Like the number of things that I touch. Yeah in this show is kind of extraordinary and our amazing production team props department and all that has made it a whole lot easier but i don't know that there's ever a time where i enter or leave the stage without full hands mm -hmm. and each of those times has really specific things involved so thank goodness for our incredible running crew they're such a huge help with that because uh, i literally have these series of trays set backstage with Actual cakes, mm -hmm. actual frosting, particular kinds of tools, whatever. So that's been, it, it just adds another level of like that kind of minor anxiety, like wanting everything to go mm -hmm. just right when there's that much stuff. Um, I won't spoil it, but we do have a, a very particular costuming moment mm -hmm. for Della uh, <laughs> that is so much fun, but... Um, is, is, I think, an unexpected moment probably for mm -hmm. a lot of people. And sure. every night as I'm getting ready for that, I am both, like, giggling and nervous as hell, <laughs> like, both <laughs> at the same time. Uh, and last night was really fun to emerge for that yeah. and hear the ripple of response from yeah. the crowd. Mm. <laughs> and it's, the emotional arc for her is... Pretty massive. Sure. We take the ride. So I feel like my only job is just to try to let it all happen as, for lack of a better word, organically as possible yeah. and just go with her and feel what she is feeling. And it's, I am tired at the end of it. That I is bet. for sure. I bet. Yeah. Do you have any pre show rituals? Like you have to do this before every show? I never ever want to encounter another actor on stage that I haven't seen before that day. Mm. Like, you know, I don't ever want to go and do a big old scene with someone if I haven't, like, said hello to them oh, as like a human a person. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, which, my gosh, for ragtime, took a minute. Because 
<laughs> right? There were so many of us. But yeah, I just, whether they are um, somebody working backstage, somebody I'm on stage with, I like having a moment of connectivity with anybody that I'm involved in a show with just to say like, hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. Have a good show before mm-hmm. we're in the thick of it. Yeah. And sweating and running and crying and whatever. Um and I'm kind of particular about the way my dressing room setup okay. is. I just, yeah. I like walking in and feeling like everything I need is right there. And it just, it lets me kind of center myself sure. a little bit in a sure. nice way. So you just mentioned Rack Time, which was the last time you were on the rep stage. Yes. And so Rack Time had 35 people in it and the cake has four. Four, right? uh-huh. So this is a very different type of show for you. Oh, absolutely. And Ragtime was like three different shows happening simultaneously. <laughs> right. Like Maya, yeah. who's in The Cake, she yeah. and I have been laughing this whole time about how we weren't in the same show. Yeah. Yeah. In Ragtime, essentially. Sure. Like, the, so I loved everything about that experience, but it really was wild to be standing in the wing sometimes and watch and go, I, I basically never crossed paths right. with that person aside right. from backstage. It was wild. So when you're doing a, a smaller show mm-hmm. like The Cake, um, wh- wh- what is it like to, to change uh, focuses, you know, to change the style of, of performance? Yeah. You know? the Everything about it feels different, quite frankly. The rehearsal process, the, the, the amount of time that it feels like you have when it's a smaller cast, when it's a shorter show, all of that, mm-hmm. the luxury of being able to, like, dig in for as long as you need to, want to, like the amount of finessing time available is amazing. What I feel like happened with Ragtime is that all of us knew from the jump, like, this is massive. Mm -hmm. It's massive. The, like, the responsibility that we have to take on our own to, like, do that work before we even step in the door, I felt like everybody agreed on that because we all knew, like, you know, this is, there are 35 of us and we cannot spend 45 minutes every day on a tiny little yeah. moment. You got to find that tiny moment yeah. and bring it with you. Sure. Um, so yeah, so it's, you know, it feels like we're, we have all the space in the world, all the time in the world, whatever, because it's just our little, yeah. our little team. But the thing that I miss about the bigger experience is that um, the particular energy that comes with a big show when you've got like a big ensemble and whatever, just that, uh, the buzz that lives in the dressing room, in the wings, Mm -hmm. like there's kind of no replacement for that. So it's, there are pros and cons with both, but it has been kind of funny coming off of rag time to come into this and like, oh my gosh, we... Can spread out everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I can have my entire dressing room to myself. Right, right. right. Um, I can have a cast party in a bathroom. It's, <laughs> it's wild. But how great to be able to go from different experiences like that, you know? And that's what, oh, what's it's the so best thing about, about this job. Yeah. Yes. And I love, y'all pick your seasons in such a way that it feels like you are giving your audiences the broadest possible menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I guarantee you there are people that, you know, saw your season and went, oh my God, Elf. Right. We cannot wait for Elf. And you're also giving them, you know, these jewel box, thought-provoking, right. hilarious, heartwarming, other pieces. Like, it just, it's, I think it's really, really smart. And I think it's, 
giving people that might not have ever even heard of this kind of show every reason in the world to come see it. Yeah. So good on y'all. Well, and, and, and you hope. Because yeah. I, I told someone yesterday, every play at one time was a new play, right? Yep. And, and even though the cake's been out for a few years, it's still kind of a new play, and it's yeah. new to Nashville. And you hope that people... Uh, the people who come to Elf will eventually start coming to other things as well, right? So yep. that's why you, you cast that net out there and hopefully you, yes. you bring in more people. Yes, and what's what I think is great is that there is a level of quality that your audiences have come to expect and depend on and know that they are going to get. So my hope is that they will know, even if I've never heard of this play or this playwright or any of these actors, I know it's going to be mm-hmm. a fabulous evening of entertainment. So... That's what I, that's why I push really hard. And it will be. Yes. It will be. Yes. Well, you've been busy because you just did two other shows before this, right? I did. There was a week where in the mornings I was at the Children's Theater doing performances of Anne Frank, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a new adaptation. It was a beautiful show. Uh, I would come to the cake in the afternoon, and then in the evenings I was doing The Welkin with Nashville Story Garden. (gasps) All three shows. Wow. Vastly different. All of them kind of uh, emotional, heavy lifts. Mm -hmm. And so, man, oh, man, at the end of those days, I felt emotionally cleansed. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you get a break after this, or what's next for you? On Wednesday, no. Yeah, on Wednesday of next week, I start rehearsals for The Wizard of Oz at the Children's Theater, which will take me through Christmas. So, So, yes, indeed. We've got a little bit of overlap next week. So, Monday and Tuesday... I am, quote fingers, off. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way. Can you say what, you, what you're playing in The Wizard of Oz? I'm playing The Wizard and Professor Marvel. <gasps> Interesting. Yes, Ernie has uh, made lots of cool and unusual casting choices with That's this. So great. I think it's going to be That's a exciting. zesty show. Fine. Yeah. And for those who don't know, you can catch Megan Murphy Chambers at Sid's Gold Karaoke on Monday nights. Monday nights, 7 to 9. Show tunes at Sids, all Broadway. Show tunes at Sids. It's a blast. It is I, a blast. I need to get back. It's been a while. I have come to look forward to it so much every week, mainly for like the community that has sprung up. Yeah. It's it is so fun. It's so low stakes. It's just like I love it. It's just a, like the silliest two hours of my week every week with lots of people that I love. So. Yeah, you guys do need to come back. I, it's I need been to a minute. I'll, I'll come back. You've had a couple things going on, yeah. though, so <laughs> I'll allow it. Well, Megan, it's always a delight to talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Thank you, and uh, have, a, have a great run. Thank you. I can't wait. The cake. The cake. November, no, did I just say November? October 21st through 30th at TPAC. Come on. everyone the cake playing through October the 30th don't miss it head on over to nashvillerep.org get your tickets right now and we want to thank our sponsors for this season without their help we wouldn't be here and they are the Metro Arts Commission the Tennessee Arts Commission Schubert Foundation the HCA Healthcare Foundation HCA Healthcare TriStar Health the National Endowment for the Arts Amazon, the Hayes Foundation, and our friends at Ingram Charities. Thank you so much for supporting Nashville Rep, and we'll see you next time on Rep Chats. Have a great day.